0: Longhorn, uh, joined by Rod Babers on my left and Jerry Hamilton as well. Uh, it is the Friday live stream. We're here live at the co-op. Uh, the live stream brought to you by MyPerfectFranchise.net. Uh, Rod, congratulations! It's my first Thank time. You, I appreciate. Very it. proud of you, new no father. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Jerry and I, we've had our kids. We're done. <laughs>
1: well, I appreciate you any can... tips, any tips, advice. I'll take it. You know what I mean? But uh, now we're having a good time. I'm not getting much sleep, but we're loving uh, it. Again. I was, was going to yeah. say the,
0: the tip is get as uh, much sleep as possible whenever possible.
1: Yeah, we got to <laughs> take some naps. So we got a nice little nap schedule going. But I believe her mom's coming to town this weekend. So we're going to catch up on sleep.
0: That is good. <laughs> yeah, that, go. The, the yeah. in laws and the moms. Yeah, oh, you know, huge. MVPs. Yes. Invaluable. <laughs> well, um, have you
1: decided? On a name yet, or have you yes, announced? We do it? have a name, uh, Monroe Grace is her name. Monroe Grace Babers, is her name.
0: that is a beautiful yes, name. Thank Congratulations! You. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. us a couple of days. We said you wanted to meet her before we got the name, but honestly, meeting her didn't help at all. She's right. a little feisty. So I'm like, like that, Rod, like the hat, Rod. Hey, thank you, Rod. <laughs> I'm still working on getting you one, brother. I'm working on getting there before the SEC schedule hits. Hey,
0: I want to do this, the folks at the co op,
1: yeah. Got oh. this
0: for you oh, and your man. kiddo, man. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, I'm,
1: I'm I was hoping to go on air. Yeah, doing that? do whatever
0: you want. All I right. think so. It'll be. All it's kind of right. cute.
2: There you go.
0: They, they they filled me in on what it was. Before.
1: Oh, did they really?
0: They wrote yeah. a card oh, and man, did all that It's kind of like
1: stuff. really fancy. too.
0: It's nice. Come oh, oh, guys. Okay. We're gonna get to the long oh, ones. in God. Just a Sorry, second. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Guys. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll speed this up. It's okay. You're all good, man. Oh, oh, look at that. Little Longhorn. Right. That's awesome. I'm all about that. Now. She
0: got a one. She got a so, one. her you
1: ready first for one the Texas OU game. You ready for Texas OU already? Thank we're gonna, you, yeah, we're we're gonna get number twenty
2: one put on the sleeve. We're gonna get 20, <laughs> number twenty one. Hey, I
1: right, appreciate that, guys. Jerry, uh, sure,
0: let's get going you. with you before Larry yeah, 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 put yeah. his stuff up. Real quick, some breaking recruit recruiting news with Colin Simmons, the yeah. number one player in the state of Texas out of Duncanville.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Justin Wells put out. We we had said it was a likely, but we always wait for Colin to let everybody know what he's doing. Right, uh, Colin Simmons will be uh, at the game Saturday, as we expected. Look, DeCorey and Moore, Alex January. Obviously, all the Duncanville guys are going to be at that game Saturday. DeCory and Moore is going to be uh, riding down uh, to Austin with Jordan Johnson Rubel and his mom. Obviously, their moms are really good friends. Jordan Jordan Johnson. Rubell and DeCorey and Moore grew up together. So big news there. Solomon Williams also officially visiting this weekend. Uh, they play tonight in Tampa. He'll fly out Saturday morning. Uh, he was at Texas A&M under the radar official visit last weekend for the four-star defensive end out of Carrollwood Day. Uh there in Tampa, the edge prospect that can't, can also play linebacker. So he'll be at Texas this weekend. The question is, does his recruitment continue? Does he end up going to Oregon? He's already vis- officially visited Bama. He's scheduled to be back at Bama for the, uh, Tennessee game. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. And then obviously DeAndre Carter, four-star offensive guard out of modern day committed to Auburn is in town for his official visit this weekend. Um, he's been in contact with Texas head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, Kyle flood this week, leading up to the official visit. Both of his parents will be on that visit. Um, so that will, be a, that will be a big one because you know Auburn's got to be nervous about that. Brandon Baker just committing to Texas from modern day, two of the top 25s, three of the top 25s in the country, all high on Texas. Question with DeAndre Carter is can Texas get past maybe a chance to see the field earlier to rebuilding Auburn versus maybe having a little more patience at a more established Texas. Uh, but great visitors list, Zion Williams, 2025 top D tackle in the state of Texas. He will be in Austin tomorrow, scheduled to be in Austin tomorrow. It's going to be another really good visitors list. We believe Kobe black will be in Austin tomorrow. It makes sense with Colin Simmons in Austin. Uh, one guy that I don't think will end up being in Austin is Deontre Robinson. I'll say that. I I, I put out this morning that he's scheduled to be there. I just don't think he's going to be at, I don't think he's going to be there guys. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, well, well, that's why we, Hey, that's why we follow the ro- roller coaster of recruiting right Uh we also want to talk a little Kansas. Obviously, uh, Jayhawks bring their best team to Austin that they've had since they won the Orange Bowl in 06, mm-hmm. Was that no doubt. Uh, with Mark Mangino at the helm? Mm-hmm. Lance Leopold has turned that program around. Uh, they are uh, maybe a- as good a team as in the Big Twelve outside of Texas and OU. It looks like those are the three best teams right now. Maybe Kansas State's mm-hmm. in that mix.
1: Yeah. Who else? I mean, sure that's right that. those
0: are the kind of those look like the kind of groups. A uh, couple of key aspects of this game that I want to get your feedback sure. on. I watched your football theory with Ian Boyd yesterday mm-hmm. a little bit. Yep. Uh, that was very good stuff, uh, as always. Texas offense against the Kansas defense and the Kansas offense against the Texas defense. Yeah. You take whichever one you want to start with and kind of give people your take on, on what the Jayhawks do and how the Longhorns are going to handle it and work with it.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's – To me, it's uh, along with Sark's offense in the Big 12, it's probably the most uniquely creative offense in the Big 12. It's essentially the greatest hit, greatest hits. Think of it like the greatest hits of all the really good offensive concepts throughout the last 60, 70 years. I mean, they use Air Raid, West Coast, uh, RPOs, uh, lots of play action pass. Uh, They like to. They, they really like to throw out a heavy personnel, which is something we'll get into, uh, which is 12 or 21 personnel. Uh, they're really diverse in their personnel groupies. Honestly, to me, if you remove the quarterback element, the quarterback run game element, which is their zone read, their read option, they'll, they'll even run some triple options, kind of modern triple option concepts. Right. I mean, it's a really diverse scheme. Um, if you remove the quarterback run element, honestly, it's really similar to Steve Sarkisian's offense. In terms of the pre-stat motions and shifts, all the, the different uh challenges that it presents to the to the defense, is trying to occupy your eyes constantly, put could put defenders in constant conflict. And uh Coltonicki is a real him and Lance Lee have been together since 2013, and they do a really good job of almost hacking your defense, the best way I can describe it. Because they're 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 accustomed to not having the the top talent or the most elite talent at every level, so they really, instead of trying to, you know, outrun defenses, which is what Sark's big about, right, he likes speed on his defense, or he likes mass on the interior, right, so he likes bigger bodies, big humans, so you can, hey, you can smash them if you want to, or, hey, I can outrun if I want to. Sark likes both options. Uh, Kansas doesn't really have those options, so Kansas wants to outsmart you, and they basically want to hack your defense, and that's why they throw so many different concepts at you. All at one time. And Sark, very similarly, he does the same thing where he's trying to overload the the, kind of the circuitry of the defense and force them into making mistakes. And putting – and Sark's really big about isolating one-on-one matchups and finding disadvantageous matchups for the defense. Uh, This offense is more about – like I said, it's more about they throwing so many different concepts at you that you're inevitably – like a virus – (laughs) <laughs> it'll find a way to hack into your defense and then they'll, they'll a, find a weakness and exploit it because Rod, it's hard it's, to prepare for all those different concepts.
2: Rod, it's amazing. Both of those guys have mentioned Andy Reed, Sarkeesian. Yeah. And, and, and like this week, both are uh, Sarkeesian in the past. Both, both mentioned Andy Reed to your point. They do. I there are it. similarities. Yeah.
0: I, I look Andy Reed is I, I've been following him since his days at the Eagles. Yeah. And frankly, he, my, my father-in-law is a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and even before they had uh, Pat Mahomes, they had Alex Smith, who kind of revived his career in Kansas mm-hmm. City after kind of being left for gone. And I, I, I'm just uh, – I, I really feel strongly that they're, they're terrific. And what they do about getting guys in space, both Texas and mm-hmm. Kansas, they put guys in one-on-one matchups, right? Yep. Um, frankly, my takeaway from it is – They've got Texas, and I asked Steve Sarkeesian this on Thursday, like, what is it? Y'all, y'all's offenses are they're different, but they're similar.
1: They've, yeah, I you know, you yes, mean they they totally all
0: have great. skill position players. They all have the toys that you need: the wide receiver, the running back, the quarterback. They've got them all, even a tight end. They both have tight ends. They put them in positions. Well, I asked Steve Sarkeesian, "How do you defend that? And how do you plan against it?" He said, "Got to be more physical on the line of scrimmage." Yep. And ultimately, that may be where this game has to come down to. Uh, is Texas potentially beating a very uh, experienced Kansas offensive line? I mean, Kansas, just like Texas, brought back all their starters. Mm-hmm. They're uh, even the Michael Ford, who was out at practice, their starting right guard. I think it was two, he,
1: 220 combined career starts, yeah, yeah exactly. Kansas, exactly, yeah.
0: They he's coming back, so he was out Monday at practice, mm-hmm. but he's apparently back for this week. Uh, so the Jayhawks have experience like Texas does. They have the skilled players like Texas does. We'll see
2: what happens uh, Saturday afternoon. You know what I like? You know what I like in this Kansas team too? I said, I talked about this morning uh, on coffee and football. They're like the, there's bingo man. Bingo has a great uh, YouTube channel, by the way. Uh, congrats to him on his success, man. He's a Texas grad, Texas fan. A uh, guy does great fun stuff. My kid watches him all the time. Um, so and we're lucky that he's here talking Texas with us and commenting. But I equi—I kind of look at Kansas like that, and I'm not saying they're mid-major, they're power five, but like that team in the NCAA basketball tournament that's really experienced, that may not have all the NBA draft picks that the teams they're going up against do, but they execute at such a high level, and they're so well coached that they knock people off and they keep advancing in the tournament, right? They're not the most talented team. Texas is a more talented team than Kansas. But there are some similarities to Kansas in some of those really good mid-major basketball teams that make tournament runs. So you're going to – Texas has to execute it. Texas is a better team. They're a the more talented team. But they're going to have to win this game by executing at a high level.
0: All right. Uh, speaking with Rod Babers, Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas and on Texas Football this is the friday afternoon live stream uh, brought to you by myperfectfranchise.net if you're looking for to own your own business and want to try to do that for a living uh, there's one person you need to call and that's Andy Ludicky at myperfectfranchise.net uh, if you are interested in and in having a franchise opportunity Andy Andy fits you with a multitude of different offers and consults and gets you going in the right direction he's got a uh, A test, not a test, but more of a a felt form you fill out. And then he consults with you, goes back to it, and tells you which ones he thinks might be best suited for you. It's a really interesting process. I actually did it myself uh, about a year ago now. 404 973 9901. That's 404 973 9901. If you want to own your own business and think franchising might be for you, uh, check out Andy Ludicky. Guys, I I, got to say this. Uh, We are in the throes of a team that is generating a lot of national interest right now. Uh, when we were here, there were people came in from Utah,
2: mm-hmm. people here
0: from Missouri, Virginia. from Alabama, Virginia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just, just right now. Yeah. Um,
1: last 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 exactly. Minutes that's what, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying.
0: This team's starting to generate a lot of national interest and in bringing in fans that haven't been in before. Um, Longhorns are, are The momentum is there, man. They need to keep it up. It's, you know, you and I both know, and Rod and Jerry, you know this as well how fleeting that moment can be. And one bad play or one bad game can kind of make that all dissipate. And that's why tomorrow's so big uh, before they go to Dallas next week and go to the Cotton Bowl against an OU team.
1: Uh, That's what you love about this. You love about this journey right now the team is on. You know they're really good, and now we know the ceiling, right? We know what they're capable of. This is a team that's capable of being one of the best teams in the country. All right? We can realistically say that now. Um, They they still have short-term goals, though, in between that they have to hit and that are still right now, you know, uncertain. I think we're confident that they can meet those goals, but they're still uncertain, like – playing a great game at home <laughs> they haven't played a great game at home yet um you know
0: jerry's been mentioning that one.
1: Jer- jerry's big about that yep. right and i think jerry's theory if i'm not mistaken we talked about it on the qb room jerry's that it may be some quinn Ewers association there right that quinn doesn't have his best games at home I mean, quinn's this this team starts how quinn starts when quinn starts hot they start hot all the games they started hot quinn's hot yeah Quinn's not hot they start slow and that, I think, you know, that's something else that you and, and I'll was, I was also say this for this team in the Kansas game. Um, they're favored by what was it, seven sixteen and a half 16 and a half, right now, 16 yeah, yeah. And a half, 17 points. Um, and I'm not saying the team is paying attention to that, but playing a game, playing all four quarters of a game, and winning and dominating all four quarters because they're capable of doing that, right? That's the expectation expectation level, and that's one of the goals of this team, that to play a full four-quarter game. I think the Baylor game was as close as you'll get to it. Um, I'm not saying that they didn't. Um, and I'll go back and watch it, and you can probably nitpick and say, oh, you know what, maybe they let off here or there. That was pretty close to being a four-quarter game, but to replicate that over and over again. Right. That's a that, that's a truly a dominant team.
0: That's the consistency. Yes. You're at. you're talking yeah. about where you go from uh you're a top 10 team to you're truly a top five team to possibly a national championship contender. No. Right. I mean, that's that's yeah. what you're asking is. Yeah. And you, you played on a couple teams that actually were very similar to that in that category. We were good. We had our
1: you know, we had our lapses. Yeah. yeah. Of course, uh, we had some 11 win teams that should have been championship teams. Right. right. That, and this team basically, I have to say, don't, don't be us. Yeah. Right. Don't be the 11 win team that fell a little short because you didn't beat OU, which we didn't do in those 11 win seasons. And you didn't get to make it to what back then was the BCS. And now kids are like, what's the BCS? Google it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, by, I, the college football playoff get to be in that discussion. We fell short in that respect. We were a great team, but we fell short. And so we won a championship team. The team has, you know, they. I, I had them as a 10 win team. I think we agree. They're, they're they're better than a 10 win team. They it are look, now. look like it right now. It look like they're better than that, that, unless Right some,
0: now, no, unless they, unless crazy they trip happens. up. Unless they trip yeah, up.
1: Exactly. So that's the point. Don't be, don't be ride these two 11 win teams. <laughs> 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 we fell short, even as 11 wins. So, yeah. Look, look, the,
2: I think the next two games are absolutely, obviously huge, but they're one game at a time. But look, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not a coach. I don't have to play that game. All right. We're talking about it. It's, it's on those guys. Um, but you know, you win the the next two. You know, if you can get by the two best offenses you've played this year, mm-hmm. the, the, that's the toughest half of the schedule, guys. The way that the the season's playing out. So I mean, that is uh, um, a <laughs> that's funny having been on the live stream. Um, but yeah, I mean, Alabama, Kansas at home, Oklahoma neutral. If Texas can get the six and zero. Oh, the, the second half of the schedule is not as daunting as the first half. Now, Rod, what you can talk talk to, the pressure goes up the more you win, mm-hmm. right? The pressure goes up the longer you're ranked two or three in the country, and the expectations go for, oh, this team's got a chance to win the Big 12. Oh, my gosh, four wins from the college football playoff, right? That's when the stuff really gets amped up. Yeah, no doubt.
0: And the problem, right. the, the, the issues become amplified, too. Yeah. You yeah. know, one bad play, all of a sudden – It starts casting doubt, perhaps, on a national championship run. I mean, there are people last year, I mean, TCU, for example, they didn't necessarily have that level of uh, pressure on them in the Big 12 championship game. They lost to Kansas State and still made it in, right? Yeah. Um, But but this Texas team is not going to have that yet. They have to to get to that point. Um, I'm looking at it, uh, guys. uh, The Longhorns, uh, and I've mentioned this before, the last 13 games, and I had said it's the last 14 games. The last 13 games, Texas is 10 and 3 under Steve Sarkees.
1: Wow. Rod,
0: you and I talked about this in the I preseason. That, yeah. In the preseason, we were like, look, Steve Sarkees is a little bit better than a, 50, a, 50, uh, a, uh, a 50, 50% it was a win percentage. Of... Yeah, a 50% Yeah, something like
1: that.
0: You, get the, you take the last 13 games they played, they're 10 and 3.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's nothing hook them There's nothing. I mean, that's there's starting to be some proof in the pudding, is what I'm Agreed. saying here. Yeah. You agree with that?
1: No doubt, especially with the start of this season, right? This was the year you wanted the linear, you know, trajectory of the team. That the problem with what Tom Herman did was, <laughs> you had this 2017 season, which was all right. We're building. You had 2018, which was an amazing year. You know, played for the Big 12 title, beat Georgia in the Cotton Bowl, and then you had the. You know, kind of the lapse, right? You had the regression in the 2019 season. For Sark, I'll mean, I think Lohan fans are more pleased with the trajectory of the program that they, they could predict. Everybody was predicting this. Yes. And maybe I was like, all right, based on the recruiting, based on the way you built the culture, based on the way that, you know, you have portal. Portal is a big point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you've weaponized <laughs> the portal. Great yeah. point. Um, but also the way you've been able to galvanize the base and the boosters and the donors, and you got the holy trinity with Kevin L and Jay Hart soul and CDC. It seems everybody's united. Agree. It seems like all the momentum. It was like all the momentum is for this year, for it to be a big year for Texas and Sark. And also for Sark to, you know, prove the the Sark haters, because I think there were two different. Uh side says the Sark argument. It was like, Hey, either you're a Sark hater or you're kind of a Sark truther. Hey man, Sark's the real deal. I don't know. Y'all, y'all gonna see it sooner or later. He's gonna he's gonna have his breakout year, and then y'all gonna be like, Oh man, Sark's amazing, and then you'll be on the bandwagon. Or the Sark haters were like, Hey man, he's just an above-average coach. I don't know why y'all keep predicting this guy's gonna be great. Y'all keep hiring him for these jobs. He keeps you know winning less than double-digit games and never competing for t- titles, that kind of stuff. This is the year that he was going to kind of make or break that narrative. And I think he's shattering that narrative right now. And a lot of the Sark haters.
0: I want to say this. So what's interesting, Rod, is uh, Steve Sarkisian didn't take a week off this offseason. Most te- most coaches take a couple weeks off in the offseason. He stayed with his team the whole offseason because I think he recognized what this team was capable of and he wanted to be there for him too. I agree. I, so before we take questions, I want to I wanted to point that out because yeah. I feel like at some point the coach made a decision to go all into yes, you
1: know.
0: and maybe that's maybe that's what it takes sometimes, right? No is to to lead by example, I guess. All right, we're going to take y'all's uh, uh, questions. Uh, before we do, we want to say uh, congratulations once more uh, to Rod Babers. Uh, he is a new father. Uh, thank you. And this is from Warden a super chat here. Uh, Warden hmm. Hook'em Bobby, Jerry Rod, and Baby Rod. Uh, <laughs> Je- Jeff, <laughs> that Jeff brought up uh, What's Your Daughter's Name? And we learned mi- minutes ago at the outset of this, if you missed that, the the co-op gave Rod a nice gift. It is nice. Um, it's a onesie, yeah. little Longhorn girl onesie. Her name is Monroe. Monroe,
1: Monroe Grace Babers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Say that a bunch, Rod. Yeah.
1: You're Mon- gonna saying- <laughs> I know. I'm going to shorten it. I'll probably just yell at Mo at one point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh,
0: uh, we're going to be taking y'all's questions on the team as well as recruiting. So please feel free uh, to ask away, mm-hmm. and we'll get it going. All right. Uh, let's start with Michael Simpson here. Rod, last night Ian said he would attack Kansas by playing contain against the run, and option game, but bring the house on passing downs. Do you mm. think we can get the Daniels by just rushing three or
1: four? Mm, it's a dangerous game to play. You do have you do have really good three or four. I mean, Tavondre Sweat, I mean, Pro Football Focus, has him as third highest graded D tackle in the Power Five right now. Yeah, and That's not even including Byron Murphy, who is, I mean, they got demands a double team consistently. So, I mean, you could theoretically do it situationally, um, but I agree, Ian, I wouldn't take a chance. I'm worried about his ability to extend plays. They even, they, I, I saw some, you know, or at least I have read, I should say, some articles of Coltonicchi, the offensive coordinator there, and he talks about the ability of Jalen Daniels to extend plays and how remarkable it is, how it's basically, it saves them at times. Of course, <laughs> on it, third day. Right?
0: Vince Young did it too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, exactly.
1: like, he all the like, good ones, do He that. admitted He's like, man, sometimes, hey, we, they had a great defensive call and we didn't have the right call and he extends the play, which means he, talk, he didn't really admit this, but if he's a great coach, he does it. And he sounds like he's a great coach. They bake the scramble drill into the game plan. And the guys know based on what route they're running, where to go in the scramble drill, depending on where he is, he is rolling. So that's where you watch him. And even Justin Wells talked about this too. When he's when he's running, this sh- the scramble to run is like his last option. He is right. scrambling to throw. He's that's why he's going down the line. He looks when he breaks the pocket, he looks, he goes down the line because he's looking for the scramble drill, because his guys know it really well. That is something to watch for Texas. They haven't had a quarterback that does that. Jalen Milrow is not a scrambled drill quarterback. Right. That's (laughs) right.
2: Rod, I want us to point out the difference between Jalen Daniels and Jalen Milrow, for those that may not have uh, listened uh, to stuff this week, because we have thousands and thousands of subscribers. They're on on here all the time. Jalen Milrow terrified you when he got outside the tackles if he got in a vertical straight line, Mm -hmm. right? Jalen Daniels moves more like a running back. He's not going to just explosively beat you with athleticism. He's going to kind of have that running back vision. He's going to play in traffic. He's going to, like you said, keep plays alive. He's going to set up a block. He's more of that running back versus that explosive athlete out the gate. I, I, I
0: agree I, with that. I do too. Because He's,
2: patience. He's patient. He's patient. He's like right. a running back. We've it. got vision,
0: patient vision. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, let, let me ask you this. Like, so the scramble drill, right? Mm-hmm. If you're – Ryan Watts. If you're Terrence Brooks mm-hmm. and you know it's a scramble and you know they have predetermined places for, for yeah, Kansas receivers yeah. to go, don't isn't that something you can pick up on? on oh, film? yeah,
1: no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no question about it. because uh, at one point they'll know you know the initial break a, route broke break down, off the right, route. Decomposed, whatever. So yeah, they can figure that out. And against Texas, they may you know change that up, whatever, but still. The players should know there's a natural feel to the game when the route is covered and then the play breaks down. And you should—I I, I was talking about quarterbacks having an internal clock and quarterbacks having pre-snap reads. We all have pre-snap reads. Y'all, Yeah, y'all just care about the quarterbacks more than everybody else. <laughs> we all have pre-snap reads and we all have an internal clock. I went trust me when Casey Hampton and Sean Rogers were rushing the passer on my D line. My internal clock was quick. I had to cover for like three seconds. (laughs) Done. I was like, it's done. I don't don't know what the quarterback's doing My back turn, but Bobby, he ain't having a good time. He had the duress. I'm good. I'll cut that cover up. And and then you should know your D-line. This D-line, actually, I'm I'm assuming the internal clock will be pretty quick. Uh, But, yeah, they should know, okay, after four and a half seconds, um, you know, I mean, the, the, the route's probably broken down. That's when they're getting to their secondary scramble drill routes with Jalen Daniels.
2: I think with the Texas D line this week, guys, um, Bobby and I were talking about a little offline strength of their, t- obviously the tackles are their strength more in the interior. Their guard, ta- guard center guard are not the strength of their offensive line. Left tackle. I think is more athletic than right. I-, I think you can get at the right tackle a little bit, but it sets up for Texas strength up the middle as does OU next week. Similar. So, the question is, can you? If but Rod, if it were you, would you try to take away half the field from Jalen Daniels? I, 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 like Nick Saban used to overload and just take away half the field, right? Mm-hmm. He would send, he would just overload that B gap and force that quarter flush him one way or the other, and force him to play on half the
1: field. Would you look to do something like that with Daniels? I think we've seen PK do some similar things, right? I think you guys may remember just kind of watching. Well, he'll have. Uh, it's not really a spy. It's kind of an edge player opposite right. of an overload. And he'll overload a side either with a blitz or uh, maybe with the, 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 the line, depending on how he wants to situate the, the D line. And he'll he'll flush that quarterback a certain way, and he'll just have that designated player, at spy or that edge guy. He'll have him collapse. Once he breaks the pocket, he'll have him collapse on, on the quarterback. He's done that before. I don't know exactly what PK calls it or what the concept may be, but it's exactly what you're talking about, though. You're talking about just overload one side, or blitz the hell out of one side of the of the O line, force him to force the quarterback outside to the other side, all right, and to, to break contain outside and almost give it to him, give him that ability to break contain, and, and then go chase him to the sideline, and then you cut off half the field, and then you can allocate more resources to the side of the field you're flushing him to. Hey, so, Roger, yeah, makes makes perfect sense. Jalen Daniels has a quick arm.
2: But he's got a very long release, right? He drops the ball. I call it below the water, down to his hip. When you're a corner and you, you study film, or I think this is why Jalen Ford had a pick on him last year. When you see that guy that has that, he has a quick arm, but a longer release. How much is that talked about for you guys, like leading up to game week? Because look, Jalen, it's a windup now. It's a it's a bit of a windup. He's got a quick arm. But he isn't compact. Now that thing's down and out and
1: around. Yeah, and it, it, I, you know I wonder on certain downs will the guy the guys decide to play off so yeah. he can see it, you know, because uh, it's playing man man coverage. If you're playing, you know, bump and you run, don't see you it. really can't see it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to play the three step and you're playing off, then you can see things like that, and it's a tell, especially if he's going quick game, and especially if he's trying to get the ball out quickly, like you said, you'll see it, and to combine that with obviously his footwork and you can maybe you can jump around or two. Yeah. I, that's a great point about the uh the kind of the mechanics of it. I never thought about that. I haven't looked at that. that's a great point. But, I, I, think uh, he's,
2: I think he's two split seconds late getting the ball out of his hand to what he sees because mm-hmm. he drops that ball down to his waist and then kind of rotates through Ooh, uh, yeah.
0: yeah interesting like let's that. let's
2: see if it happens uh I think long still a good, still defense. a very good player
0: by the way I'm not yeah, taking yeah. no right.
1: but hey every every player's got a tell. every player's yeah. got something <laughs> right. They got to work on. I like that.
0: Uh, hey, uh, Captain Americano wants to know, are Bobby and Rod enjoying some of the co-op brewski here? Great marketing strategy. There's there's a mariachi band playing in the background right yes. now. There's free booze over in the corner over there. Tap and up. there's just it's like a smorgasbord of nothing but Texas paraphernalia upstairs, downstairs here at the co-op. If you haven't been in a while since you were a student or been in uh, downtown Austin or oh, yeah. uh, down near uh, the Drag on campus, it is an amazing setup the co-op has here. Uh, for right now. Uh, I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Rod Babers, uh, former Longhorn uh, cornerback, uh, pro football player as well, uh, Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com. And on three, uh, this is the Longhorn live stream presented by MyPerfectFranchise.net. Let me ask you this, Jerry. This is a recruiting question from David Keith Williams. Does DeAndre Robinson's absence uh, speak to the uncertainty of his commitment uh, or just issues with him making the trip to Texas this weekend? Yeah. That's, that's the question
2: that everybody wants to know because, and do we have the answer necessarily yet? Well, I'll I call i I'll call Deontre a soft verbal at this point in time. I mean, look, you don't go to Florida last weekend and not tell the Texas staff unless something's up. It doesn't work that way in recruiting. Um, and it, it is their off week this weekend at Jones High. Uh, this is this is their off week. So this was uh, – the weekend that you would think you'd be coming in, he did come in for the Wyoming game. So I definitely, uh, I, I definitely think that uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens on this recruitment long term. I'll say that. All
0: right. Hi, Jerry, this is a follow up uh, from earlier. You mentioned Solomon Williams, the defensive end out of. Tampa's Carol Wood Day High School will be visiting officially this weekend with his mom. Do you know if his mom went with him on the Aggie uh, visit? This is Z from the T asking that question. I, I believe A good so. question, by the way.
2: Yeah, yeah, great question. I believe so, but not 100% sure on that. But I believe so. I think, A&M, I think Texas, Oregon, and A&M, he'd been to all those schools unofficially. Alabama was his official visit. I think all those schools are in the same boat. Hey, we want your mom to come out. That's why the Oregon visit got initially canceled. And and then the uh, uh, Texas visit got canceled. Uh, But they got, you know, AM got him on campus last weekend for the Auburn game, which which is interesting, which makes you kind of wonder, Bobby. um, Alabama still thinks they have a shot. We'll see if he gets back out to Oregon. That's a long way out there. But after this weekend with Texas, he's visited Texas. He's visited Texas AM. If the College of Pharmacy is going to be key in his decision making process, Alabama doesn't have a College of Pharmacy
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
2: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games. So we'll see. <laughs> I like it, Rod liked like that one. I like, <laughs> when the, the, but, but look, I like when
1: the academics kick in there, man. <laughs> but hey, but hey, sure.
2: let's not. I don't want to discount Nick Saban. He's overcome some things before, sure. right? Hey, I, I've got 28 linebackers drafted. You can go to the school of pharmacy when you're 30. I mean, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I think, I think Texas, I, boy, Texas A&M's got a legit shot at it too. I'll, if he made that official visit, um, when I left Carrollwood Day last week, the impression I think it was last week, the days were together. The impression I got was that Texas may be a slight favorite there, but with him going to A&M, I think it's going to be that's another battle.
0: All right. Uh, Thanks, Jerry, for that update. Uh, I'm going to get to Rod on a question about Ryan Watts in a second. First, I want to say thank you to our sponsor. That's Andy Ludicky of MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're looking to leave the corporate rat race, own a business of your own, maybe franchise ownership is for you. If so, give Andy a shout, 404-973-9901, or uh, email him at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. He is the person you want to contact. If you're considering business ownership or want to look into it uh, more deeply, uh, Rod, this question is really a good one for you, I think, and uh, because it brings in the uh, what I would call the cornerback emphasis of your ability, uh, Rod, and that is about uh, our friend Ryan Watts. Oh yeah, and I saw this And how question. is how is he doing? Yeah. Like, what can he do technique wise to not get beat over the top as much? I mean, what what is it that he needs to do, maybe? Yeah, and this is the question came from Zane Petty here. Uh,
1: thanks, Zane. That is a good question. Actually, something I thought about because I saw the one in the Baylor game. There were two in the Baylor game. One was who's playing bail coverage. Yeah, this was just there's the one, two that's different that's a scary one. Right. Is that point of bail coverage is that you're bailing out, so you should have upfield shoulder. Upfield shoulder meaning uh, obviously the shoulder that the, the if he runs the post route, right? You to, want to be on the Back shoulder. You don't yes. want to be to the, the end shoulder. Zone. Yeah, exactly. Um, and. He, he, for some reason, he gave up the post route even after being in bell coverage. To me, it his eyes are probably in the backfield. Like, I don't know what his keys are, but he's not. If you're playing bell coverage and you're still keying your man, you're supposed to be looking at that upfield shoulder and locking that upfield hip. So, and ben, he wasn't close to the upfield hip, which means either wide receiver got lost for him because he was probably eyes in the backfield initially, maybe peeking at the quarterback.
0: Well, that was also, I will say this. So this is the question. That was also their fastest receiver, Monterey Ball. It was. He's a four three five guy. I mean, legitimate. Now. But
1: every team is going to start putting their fastest receiver in a situation like that against Ryan Watts. That's, yeah,
0: yeah, that's right? and so what? Is, what can he do technique wise? He has to be more disciplined with his eyes. eyes. But you didn't see the all twenty two. So he yeah, could have just been ran by.
1: Exactly. It, it, I, I don't know, but exactly the way it looks, is that man. When you're bailing, I'm not assuming he's that slow. Yes, I, yes. That, that's insulting. Yeah, for me to say he's that slow that he would bail and still be able to give them that shoulder, I'm gonna assume and give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> that he was checking
0: up at the first down line, probably.
1: Yeah, and I'm to say that he was peaking a little bit. I get and, it. You know, what I mean, and then he, lo- he lost the receiver. But you're right. If he was, that, this, that's, he's got that's, straight up beat. That's troubling. That is that's troubling because that would mean other teams are gonna try to do the same thing.
0: And they'll see it.
1: Yes, and and what and what Kansas will probably go do is because you know Ryan is the boundary corner. And that's the short side corner, and he usually going to play bump and run if he has an isolated single receiver over there. But if not, he'll play off. If you play formation into the boundary, meaning you can play twins or you can play trips into the boundary, you can bunch formation boundary. Think about that though; you can guarantee him playing off. Essentially, you can simulate and replicate the same situation and get Ryan Watts in a track meet one on one. And I think some teams may try that. what I was say, the bump and run, the, uh, the one he had for line of scrimmage, he doesn't use the sideline very often. He's big. I mean, he, he, first of all, he's always forced the receiver to have to run the hump around him, um, and he gave up the inside. If you watch him. he actually opens up his hips, opens up the gates, and he lets the receiver by. Man, for a receiver like Ryan Watts, who's so long and rangy, make that receiver run around you, then you almost force him closer to the sideline, then you can cut him off and pin him to the sideline. And use the sideline as a twelfth man. Sorry for that reference. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Jim, 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 Jimbo almost Jimbo almost used it as a thirteenth man
2: last week. Was
1: <laughs> Jimbo yeah. was from the field. Yeah, when I play bump and run corner on the outside, oh man, I love that other man. All right, because I already knew. Okay, I, I was always tracking. All right, how many? Yards, I got to that sideline. All right, because if I can get him, if he takes an outside release, oh man, that sideline, that is my friend. (laughs) That is my best friend, because I already know, like, I only got to defend this. I was gonna say much
0: narrower, much narrower value. Yeah, you got to be thinking about that.
1: Like, all right, you know, I only got six, seven yards to defend on that outside. I know if they run, if they if they run a certain route, they they don't have much room to throw it out
0: there. I want to say this: they also they can't miss inside on that. And so they miss inside it could be six the other way. Yes. And so that's that makes it even narrower in some Agreed. respects. In my opinion.
1: Yeah. So I, I will say that too. I don't I don't see them using the sideline very often. That's an that outside corner use From a technique from a technique standpoint, use it.
0: Yep, yeah, I got you. All right, hey, hey,
2: uh, too broke to pay attention is a good question after this one.
0: Uh, yeah, sure, absolutely. Kyle Witherspoon here. Uh, Bobby, did you get that shirt at the co op? That car collar looks sturdy. Uh, Rod and I got them uh, from the car, uh, 40 acres apparel here mm-hmm. at the co op. Nice, uh, they have them. Jeff Clark, uh, a friend of ours, uh, puts these out That's and fantastic. they're just tremendous stuff. Uh, thanks for asking that. Um, and who, who did you say, Jerry? Too, too, broke, broke? too broke to pay attention. I think this yeah. one is what you're talking about. Will, I love will, this question. Okay, you like it? Okay. Will Jalen Ford switch out with Anthony Hill as a spy on Jalen Daniels? Oh, I feel nice. like Ford has the athleticism to attack if Daniels takes off on a run, yet can stay home in the middle
2: and clog up and close off passing games. Here's, here's why it's a no for me, because Ford's the best linebacker in coverage in America. And if I, you spy him, you take away his greatest strength when a quarterback drops back. Oh, that's good. I think, I, I think Anthony Hill having yeah. already played a game as a semi-spy. Um, I think that works out really well for Texas. I do not take Jalen Ford out of coverage.
1: Ooh, that's Very good. Nice. That's a solid argument, man. That's a solid football theory argument. Like, it's hard for me to really argue against that because he is – in co- in coverage, he is he, – he's magnificent. I mean, he really, he's, he has a natural understanding of route combinations
2: yep. and how
1: they break down. Uh, he, he really so I I'll say this. Um, I would I would always rotate my spies. Yeah, I would never with really good quarterbacks, you let them know exactly who's gonna be the spy on every down, they'll figure it out. They have what they call spy beaters as well, so they'll end up put running a a route or drag right behind that spy. Jalen Downs is so savvy, as Jerry said, he'll buy time, they can move, manipulate defenders with their eyes, with their movement in the pocket, and they'll manipulate that spy if it's the same one every time. So I like. Changing it up, I like variety in terms of who's going to be the spy. Let the quarterback have to identify, you know, why, why make that job easier? Hey, Rob, Rod, yeah, wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, Jerry, wait, I gotta say this the three that I wrote down for the spy, yeah, Anthony Hill, of course, yep. but then David Benda can close. because he's he can close and he's fast, yeah, and he's not necessarily a, a plus guy in coverage. That's a good call, okay, and then the third one was Ethan Burke.
1: Ooh. If they if they decide to
0: drop yeah. and do a little zone blitz type stuff and he drops, all of a sudden he he's a long guy that can That's really a lot run. of wingspan. That's, That's a lot of wingspan. exactly getting passing lanes. I like that. Don't be surprised that I mean the one thing I think that the guys that I've seen from Pete Kwiatkowski this year compared to all previous years, he's got more things he can dial up. Yeah. I mean he and he's doing it. And and one of the things that uh, Brian Irwin, the coach, yeah,
2: was on no the other coach.
0: day and he he was in Waco for the game, and he said the thing that he could see as a former football coach that was in the stands is the level of communication right now going on on the Longhorn defense. He said they're just like this it's constantly, right. and yeah. if, and if they're not, you know, if it's not Ford moving a, a defensive lineman, it's the safeties talking to one another, talking to the star. I mean, they're they're yep. communicating back and forth, and that's giving them the opportunity to be a better team. No,
1: it is. Uh, I said it about the, uh, the 2021 uh, defense for Texas. I said, you know, they're a bad defense. Cause they don't, they're not talking. It's like crickets out there before the ball is snapped. Really good defenses are constantly talking to each other because they're all, they're all seeing cause they're all football theorists, right? They all had all these keys and all like, Hey, watch this guy. Watch this. Watch, watch <laughs> the uh, the minus split. Watch the minus split. Hey quarterback, they're, all the tales they're telling each other. They want to tell each other, Hey man, watch this, watch that and they're just confirming it it says you know it's much it's kind of standard protocol it's like hey i see that confirm it boom let's go you know the adjustment the adjustment is this let's got. i got the adjustment you got it let's go and it's i love it it's beautiful uh because when you can tell when a defense is confident in the scheme they're talking each other through it they're all just coaching each other They're so just coaching each other on the field that communication uh so i i think that's a big part of coaches right about that man Drops
2: oh, to Isaac Darden. He said maybe some Blackwell in that rotation as well. Oh, me. yeah.
1: That would make more, oh, more so Blackwell. You,
2: you guys always yeah. get credit in the comment section. Yeah, David oh, wow. Keith Williams came back with that about six responses after. As well. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. He, he
1: wasn't available for the he Bama. Wasn't available
2: in Bama.
0: Great call. Yeah. What about this one? Need to be slightly more disciplined in past playing rush lanes and not let Daniels get up and out the way Milro did a couple times. It, they're different runners. And so I actually think that Texas a couple times actually had Milrow where they thought they were contained so and Milrow outran them. They, they, they play Daniels that same way. They're going to be okay because Daniels has more moxie than Milrow. In my opinion, more, yeah. more like yeah. kind of basketball level athleticism, yeah. whereas Milrow's yeah. has that powerful athleticism yeah. and
1: speed. Yeah.
0: And so I think they'll actually be okay in that regard. But you know, it's always the but. I mean, Daniels also has other things he does better. Y'all mentioned throwing on the run, etc. Uh, hey hey Bobby,
2: I had a question I've been waiting to ask Rod because only Rod can answer it. Texas hasn't faced any option this year. Mm-mm. As a player, you can practice for it, but how diff is that something Kansas could try to hit Texas on early? Because okay, they haven't faced it. Let's see how they handle it. And as a player, Rod. Y'all could practice it, but how different is it when it, you haven't played it and it actually the game hits? Especially Kansas, who's not—it's not like they're lining up triple option like Ken Hatfield, right? I mean, they're lining up and running it out of shotgun, essentially, yeah. right, or yeah. pistol, or so. Yeah. How how hard is that taking it from practice to the game? And could Kansas say, "Let's see how
1: they handle this early on." They haven't seen it. Yeah, they're definitely going to break out some option. That's definitely part of their quarterback run game. They'll run speed option. Uh, it's kind of, they never run out of kind of a modern triple option. They learn, they run zone read and read option. Um, and so it definitely was going to happen. I think number one, first of all, there is nothing that can prepare you for the speed of the game. Right. I like what coach said about the communication though. Right. Yep. Big point of option, football assignment, football guys have to know their assignment, their responsibility It has to be communicated. And these guys, you know, they, they seem to communicate really well. There's also the football IQ of this team. is really high, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so I, I, I'm not as worried about guys being in conflict and guys, you know, being indecisive about their responsibilities and their duties. Uh, the other thing about playing the option, and you know, we don't know what kind of look they're getting in practice, but Sark is bragging about these scout team looks, just going throw it out. We've heard it multiple times this year give props to the scout team guys. He did it to save the young red uh, after the Bama game, like, oh man, he did a good job of simulating, uh, you know, Jalen Milroy in practice. And he did it again, um, talking about the defense, actually. Yeah, I think it was an insult, actually. It was a backhand. It was kind of a slap in the face to Dave Aranda's defense, too. I think he said the scout team defense was tougher to move the ball on than the Baylor defense. I believe it was something along those lines. But but, so the scout team also helps. So having a a talented depth on your team, you have a better look in practice, that also helps. But I will say nothing like the speed of the game. So if I'm Kansas, I break it out, like you said, early. Texas will adjust to it. It's a great way to pop one early on Texas just because yeah. they haven't seen it a lot. And the speed of Kansas running it with the efficiency that they run it with the quarterback they got.
2: They execute yeah. it well. Yes, they do. Is, is what you're saying. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who can say they run the option. Yeah. These doesn't guys, really bother you.
1: Yeah, they specialize yeah. in it. It's one of their specials. Well, and, and
2: they use Neil in motion a lot, jet sweep stuff. They they use him in a lot. Like, like Rod's point, man, Te- this is why I'm kind of excited, so excited about this game because while I think Texas is – very good on defense they haven't faced a really good offense yet Mm-mm. I mean Alabama's not that with Milrow that they're going to struggle all year offensively they may get a little better as their offensive line but they're not dynamic scare you no. and I'm not saying Kansas is dynamic scare you but I am saying they're dynamic execute you <laughs> you know I mean that's more of what I, they're dynamic yeah. because they have so much they can run at you like Rod said yeah, it's if mean, like it like they Chris, execute all of it then you really you're we're really gonna find out how good Texas is. If yeah. are, are they an elite elite defense or just a very good
0: defense? I I think that's a fair point, Gary. Yeah,
1: if they shut this down, that's an elite defense. And they just shut yeah. it down. I'm talking about exactly. basically Kansas is they has get no nothing, chance. yeah, he has no chance. If they exactly. shut that down, that's right. You know, we might start talking about them in the MD elite category. Yeah, but Kansas bases make you solve a lot of problems yeah. on multiple levels, and it, it's it's hard for every defense to be able to solve all those problems they present to you. And we'll see if Texas defense can do it. I agree with Jerry that you haven't faced an offensive identity yet. And this is a true offensive identity that Kansas has.
0: This is the Friday afternoon Longhorn live stream. I'm Bobby Burton joined by uh, Rod Babers and Jerry Hamilton. Uh, This is sponsored by the folks at myperfectfranchise.net. And we're live from the Texas co-op. Uh, here on University Drag or the University Co-op, I should say. They've changed the name kind of back. (laughs) When I was a student here, it was just the Co-op. Now it's the University Co-op officially, Uh, but these guys are great people down here letting us uh, have this and host among a a lot of people uh, in the uh, store as well right now. You get your free drinks over in one corner. You get to listen to the mariachi band. band. I can hear this. I can hear the mariachi band a little bit in the background, Jerry. You'd love it here, Jerry. Uh, Jerry would be drinking margaritas right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, Jerry. How long uh, this, is the
2: live stream?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how long is that? <laughs> Jerry will get in his car. Uh, yeah. Hey, Der- this is from Derek. Jerry can dis- discuss the potential portal targets, or is that unethical? So can you do that? We're going to need to 10 to 15 transfers this year with players not playing and hmm. NFL early departures to be competitive next year. I don't know that 10 to 15 is in the cards. No. But I could see 5 to 10 for sure.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah
0: and and I'll I'll tell you I, I don't think we should name players yet because no. unless they've already entered the portal right. yeah, uh, yeah but I can tell you that you know Jerry you and I talked about this yesterday afternoon about what we think Texas needs in the portal uh, if you want to do that feel free or you want me to try to oh, read yeah, it yeah, off yeah.
2: so so let's let's start um wide receiver yeah. yep no doubt tied in that can stretch the yep. field even All though right. Jordan Washington is a talented young kid coming in he's still a high school uh, kid going to be a freshman um, linebacker D line safety, punter, punter.
1: Wow. Punter for Got, sure. You gotta have a punter. Yeah. So you're talking about what six, six different that's positions, six, it, seven positions. It's not, it's yeah. that's what
0: I'm saying. It's not five. It's not mm-hmm. four. Yeah. It's in that five to Let's ten see. range. Yeah. Because you may take you may want to take two wide receivers. Yeah, exactly. Because if you think about it, if Isaiah Nayor for whatever reason doesn't come back, you know Mitchell worthy and Whittington are almost assuredly gone. gone. If Nayor doesn't come back, the only Mm -hmm. adult, adults I say by having more than one year experience would be Casey Kane, Jonte Cook, DeAndre
2: Moore, Ryan Niblett. That's it. I mean, that's a a light
0: receiving core for a
2: guy that likes to press the ball down the field. It's probably also why Texas leads for Ryan Wingo. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, but, hey, but here's the other thing I'd say. But one thing I want to say to that question too at the end is – uh, i think rod and i we we may have all mentioned this on a live stream one night just because texas is losing some experienced players that the level they've recruited at doesn't mean some of the guys behind aren't actually going to be better uh, we agree i agree with that. williams may be better than anybody at safety next year yeah so while you lose one guy I mean, if Ryan Ryan Watts leaves sure. this year, is Manny Muhammad a better corner next year in year two? Probably so. It's arguable he's better now, right? Yep. He's better in coverage. Uh-huh. So, the level Texas is recruiting at, some of those players are going to transition in and actually be better than some of the guys going, even I if they it. get drafted in the sixth or seventh round. That's a great yeah. place to be. Hey, now, you like this one, Jerry? Yes. Rod, $20 for that
0: hat. <laughs> that hat is the most – I mean, I, we get more comments on that hat hey, than anything.
1: I'm working on getting they, one for Jerry, man. <laughs> whole, hey, Rod, I, I was Rod. You the hot item. I did. I, Rod, I was going to used it up. You should have your guy –
2: Throw one of those to Colin Simmons Saturday, and uh, 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 you, if Colin Simmons wore that, you know what that would do to that hat? Oh my
1: gosh! Oh, yeah, and hey, that'd be that some Deion Sanders marketing, right? Maybe like them shades. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you, know, hey. you know I'm gonna talk to my guy and see if he want to make some bread. I oh, you know I'm gonna go. you
2: know what I mean? gonna have his production on in
0: line. <laughs> Injury update here on both teams from Bobby Brown. Asking Bobby mentioned Kansas guard might be out. Actually, I mentioned he was out on Monday's practice, returned to practice later in the week. The Jayhawks expected to be fully healthy. Rod, the Longhorns Mm. expected to be fully healthy too. Cedric Baxter back full go at practice uh, as well. Longhorns other than uh, Cole Hudson and Chris Ross, no injury updates uh, for the Longhorns of note this week. So uh, relatively, you know, just relatively healthy teams, both of them for a early season matchup, Rod, this is uh this is about as good as it gets as far as health is
1: concerned. Uh no doubt. I mean, in in for Texas, you know, I last year when Jalen Daniels, I think the first game he came back was the Texas game, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. Uh, it was no a other. Texas yep. game. And this is a guy that had for any quarterback at Kansas, I don't know how many can say it, uh just a couple. He had a res, on his resume already a win against Texas yep. in Austin. So if anybody's confident about you know what they could do in this game, it would be Jalen Daniels. So, to me, for Texas, you know, considering how healthy they are, the defense is going to benefit most from that health. We've seen their defensive line, how deep they are, and I I think Kansas is great. They really are. But I think a four-quarter game against Texas' defensive line, I think it will be hard for the Kansas O-line, which, by the way, is an experienced O-line, 220 combined career starts for that O-line. I wonder if they're going to be able to hold up against the onslaught of defensive lineman takes is going to rotate in there. And that, honestly, it includes the way they use guys like Anthony Hill off the edge. They just seem to overwhelm you with front seven talent. I should say, I should say front seven They, they did. Because Jalen Ford's in there, too.
0: They did know? that in the third and fourth quarter to Alabama.
1: Yeah, that's why I wondered, but, how, how is Kansas going to hold up against that? Yeah.
0: All right, hey, uh, Rod, you just had a baby. Yes, sir. Jerry's got to get his off to the prom in order to the homecoming tonight. He said he had a heart out at 4 o'clock. Oh, uh, Jerry, you have anything you want to finish you, with? And right now, I'll close it out from here.
2: No, no, no I mean, I think, uh, look, next two weekends are huge for recruiting. I mean, it's going to be an amazing atmosphere tomorrow afternoon. Texas fans, again, get the Bevo Boulevard three hours early. Um, team gets off the bus two hours and 15 minutes before the game time. Um, north end of Bevo Boulevard. Look, we have a lot of guys telling us they're going to be at Texas OU already. Um, obviously, that game being in the Cotton Bowl Saturday, um, the 3, four, five, 25s who are very talented kids are saying they're going to be up there. Uh, see what happens with DeAndre Carter and Solomon Williams this weekend. Um, look, I, if DeAndre Carter, can, if Texas could flip him, then I think they could be done at the offensive line in this class, uh, barring something crazy. Um, and, and Solomon Williams obviously is a high-end uh, edge player linebacker prospect. So that's a big visit uh, because look, he's a guy that you know how much Texas likes him when you already have Colin Simmons and Zena committed and you still right. Jerry, I appreciate you, buddy. You have hey, one. Hey, tell Jessica hello and, and uh, have fun uh, right. in the
0: thing. All right. Be good. All right. I'm with uh, now with Rod Babers. It should say Rod Babers and Bobby Burton. I messed up. I can't go back and change <laughs> it now. Um, hey, one of the things I want to say uh, while we're talking about Jerry was talking about vivo Boulevard. And what's not Texas One Fund, who we work with sometimes and oh, nice. promote uh, yeah. the NIL uh, consortium really for the University of Texas, mm-hmm. uh, they are having a tailgate tomorrow and everyone is invited. Okay. What is suggested is a monthly donation of however much you want to give to the Texas One Fund. And for that, you get there's Faust distributing, uh, our, our friends at Faust distributing free adult beverages tomorrow. Pinkerton's Barbecue, mm. Houston and San Antonio Company. Barbecue Company. They're going to be bringing in some stuff as well. Check it out. It's it's uh, 2 They're putting two tents together, large tents on the LBJ lawn behind the live music. Nice. So if people want to go out there and enjoy, <laughs> look at what Matt, our producer, did for us. Um, <laughs> uh, added Rod's name to it. Thank Thanks, you, Matt. Matt. You the man. man. <laughs> um, appreciate you. What What I was going to say, though, is if anybody wants to join and doesn't have a tailgate to go to and wants one to do, While giving to the NIL fund for the University of Texas, have at it uh, because Faust Distributing and Pinkerton's going to be feeding and uh, allowing people to uh, enjoy some adult beverages pregame. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Texas1fund.org. Yeah, that's right. All right,
0: let's keep going. Some questions here, Rod uh, from Colorado Bear. Rod, have you noticed if Jalen Daniel has a tendency to run right or left oh, or to the short or the wide side of the field.
1: No, man, you were busy not, having a baby. Yeah. But <laughs> not that I, not that I've seen. I would say not that I've seen over day. That could be the case, but not that I've seen him. He's a pretty well-rounded I agree. QB. Um, and like I said, at his best, when he's improvising second reaction plays, that's going to be the challenge for Texas And Texas. Has, listen, Texas defense hasn't given up much at all this year. So uh, they can't be really critical of if anything, but they have, giving up a couple of deep balls in the Bama game, in the Colorado, sorry, Colorado game, in the Baylor game. Um, And those two games, I think, are, and if you're looking at Kansas right now, that could be something that Kansas tries to exploit because they have a guy that can extend the play for a long time. Like I said, the scramble drills, what we mentioned earlier, that's one of my big fears going into the matchup. That Texas hasn't really been tested and challenged with the scramble, geo you know, and defending it. And then he might be one of the best in the country. or right, Kansas maybe be one of the best teams in the country at executing it. All
0: right, uh, we've got some quick – I want to do some quick questions That's here right. so we can get a number of questions at mm-hmm. Will the – Albert Poller, will the Lance Leipold and Michigan State rumors oh. be a distraction for the Jayhawks tomorrow? <laughs> I don't think so, and here's why. He told Nebraska no last year. And he stood by his team the whole way through, told them, believe in me. He, he signed an extension. I don't think they're – and and they're a veteran team. Kind of like the Texas Longhorn basketball team was during that whole Chris Beard thing, veteran team didn't let the eye on the prize wander too much. Uh, Shavam Patel, congrats, Rod, on the baby. Thank we you. will see. Will we see Cedric Baxter get more carries this week as he gets more healthy? Man. He is more healthy. He is, I think but... he's going to try to. I, here's your problem. That means you don't give Jonathan Brooks as many. I was just going to say,
1: <laughs> Jonathan Brooks is pretty clear. He's, he's earned the time and probably earned more playing time and more reps. So I'm not saying CJ Baxter won't get some carries. Um, but, man, right now I want to say that Jonathan Brooks is fifth in the Power Five and fourths missed tackles. So, I mean, he's putting on the show. Uh, and I think he's trying he's trying to earn that spot. And Stark still hasn't acknowledged or given him the starting spot yet. I think he may end up starting versus Kansas. But he hadn't said that. And CJ Baxter essentially won the starting job. I, I think CJ Baxter will get more. And by the way, and they're still using twenty-one personnel too, so they'll play multiple backs at the same time.
0: This one, Ashton Holloman. How does the offensive line for Kansas compare to other teams? Texas has played this year mm. a lot like Wyoming, maybe a little bit better.
1: Oh, that's good. I like that. That's good. The that experience, experience. I like that.
0: Smart uh, play a play a controlled brand of ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're. Play caller protects them a little bit at yeah, times. Yeah, I uh, that. So that's that's kind of one I got. Uh, this is for you, Rod. Frank DeCluit. Uh could this be a Jalen Catalan game? That's interesting. He so gets Snoopy around those those quick yeah. those quick uh looks to the team. And he end. runs the
1: alley. I call him an alley yeah. cat. He runs the alley really well. And we know Kansas, they like to throw out of heavy sets: 12 personnel, 21 personnel, two backs, one tight end, one back, two tight ends. Here's the interesting thing. You talked you brought, you talked about this, Bobby, during the in-game live watch. During the Baylor game, they took Jade Barron off the field when Baylor went heavy. They went 40 personnel, which is just four DBs on the field, seven fronts, seven defenders. If Kansas saw that, if I'm Kansas and Coltonickey, I might go heavy early on. See if Texas takes Jade Barron off the field, then attack linebackers and safeties in coverage. And so then Catalan would be one of those guys. It'd be crucial to get a, a coverage safety out there in case they want to do that. So and I, I would not take Jade Barron off the field, though. I would put him at – probably at boundary corner or at sound at safety somewhere and take one of the other players off the field when they do that. I I don't think that's a wise decision.
0: Here's what I think they did that for. They were concerned with the wide zone. You concerned with the wide zone with, with the,
1: no, they got a really diverse run game, but they they don't. not not Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, I think that's why they did that. I don't think it had anything to do with coverage. I mean, I think it had everything to do with making sure that they told Baylor from the start. No. Yeah, we that that ain't gonna play today, so it's game plan specific. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, right. And then that, that's what I was talking about earlier with Pete Witkowski in his mul- multiple mm-hmm. defenses that he's putting out there. Now. Yeah, I mean, to take Jay Jade Barron off the field that's
1: that's a move that I don't think it, anybody it, thought it was it, one of your top three best defensive players. Yeah, I'm that's like, what I'm saying. Took him off the field, but it was he's that game plan specific. And they put the edges wide against Baylor to stop that wide zone too. So you're right. Maybe it was all about, hey, we are stopping the wide zone. We're going to take away Do their best weapon. Take away your identity. Do something else. So.
0: Yeah. They, and they don't. And Baylor doesn't have good guards. Right? Uh, oh,
1: and force them to run inside. And your best weapon is your interior line. They're, they're weak. Okay. That,
0: that's what I thought. Okay. Um, all right. Zane Petty also had this one. Uh, and I think this is uh, apropos. Collins, uh, Alfred Collins and Vernon Broughton have been playing great. I completely agree.
1: They have been playing really
0: well. They have they both stepped oh. it up. I think everybody, we were so fixated, Jerry in particular, by the way, so fixated on Alfred Collins in the preseason, right? Because oh, yeah. he, he's the one that we knew had, you know, that yeah, high-level NFL. The raw material, yeah. man. He had it. Not many people, including myself, were talking much about Vernon Broughton. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. Vernon Broughton's proven me wrong thus far this year. Um, he is a significant part of this defense, and I think you guys are right. I think he's playing extremely, extremely well. Right yeah,
1: earning uh, his nickname, Vernon, it's already been brought. So <laughs> that's what they say online. Dad joke. I'm a dad now, so dad joke. <laughs> hey,
0: uh, Rod, I want to say thanks to our sponsor for today, uh, Andy Ludicky at MyPerfectFranchise.net. Uh, give Andy a call if you want to own your own business and you think franchising Might be the best opportunity. Andy has a system uh, that he puts you through that allows you to understand what you might be best at, which of those franchise opportunities actually worked best for you, and then allows you the the whole process of going from soup to nuts, start to finish. Uh, Call him at 404-973-9901 or visit him at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. That's Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. Uh, Rod, we've tried, uh, in this hour or so that we've been on now, uh, to kind of give people a picture of what we think tomorrow will be like the, the ebbs and flows, because the one thing that I I always try to say to people, it's not even when Texas beat the, you know, what out of Baylor, there were still Baylor made some good plays. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? That's going to be that way tomorrow, except I think Kansas is going to make more. More And so just keep in mind, it's never, never get too hot, never get too cold uh although 97 degrees might be a little warm tomorrow afternoon for, for kansas <laughs> for,
1: for, for kansas. For kansas man i mean yeah. i don't know what the weather you think that will matter
0: you think that matters i, well, I think well did, I, did it? Oh, I, it let me ask it, you it this it will
1: matter how much we don't know texas is really deep in kansas probably deeper than they've been but they're yeah. deep for kansas like i said they haven't been in texas heat texas man texas heat's different. That, <laughs> is different this is
0: no this is a good question for you so you remember y'all played colorado at home your senior year, I think, right? Or junior year? Uh, Y'all junior beat them. Ted Benson popped the run. Yes,
1: this is the year we played in the B12 title. Right? Yes. yes so Y'all, beat em.
0: Y'all beat the junior guitar out of them at yes. home. Yep. And, then, and, and it was hot that yep. day. I remember that. And you go back in December. It's more cooler. Oh, no, we played inside. Yeah, we're exactly.
1: We played in dome. In, uh, Cowboy State. Yeah, You're right.
0: Before it was Jerry War. Right. Yep. Cowboy Stadium. Yep. Right about
1: that. I'm yep. old now. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, we all are. I used to go to state championship in high school, and now it's just a big parking lot. There, there you go. You know, uh, so I, I totally get it. Yeah.
1: So, it, but my point is, Texas still plays a lot of guys, though. That's the whole point. In the fourth quarter and the second half, that's where you separate, just wear teams down. All
0: right. Uh, I think this is a really good question from D. Scott Matthews here. Is Texas's second half improvement this year? And it, it's oh, significant. This. This is good and question. it's not just this year, it started last year late, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We talked about this. More of an improvement in coaching. Or there being more quality depth that's fresh to finish the game. How about how about this answer? C both.
1: Yes, it's no doubt. Bobby's right. It's both. And think about. It, I'll give Sark credit. Sark Sark emphasized this. This was a. I heard J T Sanders talking about it with the media that they're. He said they they know they have a reputation for for not finishing games, for not being a second half team. He talked about it, which means the coaches had been talking about it. All right, and that means that means Sark has emphasized that. And Sark always says you get what you emphasize and he's emphasized. We got to be better in the second half, which means the coach has got to be better in the second half. He's talked about being more aggressive as a play caller in the second half, in the fourth quarter. I think it's, I'm, I'm with Bobby. I think it's a, you know, it's a combination of factors and it, it's all working. And I think it's a good job by because That was a big issue that he needed to address. They were not winning games in the fourth quarter. And they were not adjusting well in the second half. of games.
0: I think two years ago, 2021 it wasn't so much coaching I think it was I mean they were depleted on the defensive side of the ball teams were just running the ball down Texas throat because they didn't have a defensive end I mean they were using Jet Bush as a 230 pound defensive end against a power run game the, the offense did get stymied but that's because the quarterback after his first read wasn't really there so there was nothing there for him right last year we started to see them come along OK, they got more talent on defense. They've they've been doing better this year. I think they're more talented on defense yet again. And they're now their quarterback is in the second year. So add all of those things together, along with an improvement of coaching, of understanding what those guys can do. Like, I'm, I'm interested to see if Texas is in a fourth quarter, what's what's PK going to do in the fourth quarter? The only game they've really gone. The two games they've gone into the fourth quarter on Wyoming and Bama. They played hell, hell of a defense in fourth quarter both those games. Yep. I um, mean, shut yeah. them both out.
1: Yep. And a lot of it was, you know, that, that defensive front making plays. Yes. And I think that's where Texas Got separates it. from teams is their defensive front is, it's the real deal, man. It's one of the best in the country. It's been one of the best in the country for the last two years. So I'm, I'm with Bobby. I think, I think, I think the coaching has improved though significantly, in my opinion. I do, and I'll, I'll give Sark and them a lot of credit. I think Sark is a Head coach and a play caller has grown. I think he's grown. We can probably take us a little while longer. Maybe there'll be a football theory that we'll dive into how Sark has grown through the years. But I think he's he has grown and challenged himself. He has some tendencies and habits that weren't all constructive as a play caller when he first came. And he still, may that stuff may creep up every now and then. But he has certainly been very honest and forthcoming and upfront about these challenges. I'm talking about with coaching, like even with the team, he's like, yeah, man, we didn't do this right. Or we didn't do that right. We got to get better at this. We got to get better at that. And I think it's helped him. I think those man in the mirror moments for Sark in the off season where you say he took no days off, right? I think it's helped him. He'd be like, you know what? I have to get better at this. I'm not a great fourth quarter coach. That's that's what the that's what the reality is. That's what the film says. That's what the record says. Why is my team two and five and one score games? We got to get better at that. I think he challenged himself with all those, those narratives and wanted to break them. Wanted to share them. He's done a good job so far.
0: All right, uh, Rod, that's going to do it uh, for this uh, episode. Thank you all for all the questions. I'm sorry for the ones that we didn't get to. I want to thank, thank you for the super chats. Thank uh, Andy Ludicky at MyPerfectFranchise.net. Remember that? Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net if you're looking to get into the franchise business. I also want to thank the uh, co-op.
1: Uh, amen and oh, uh, yeah. a nice gift they got got a gift for, for the for yeah.
0: monroe grace Boom. favors Look at
1: that beauty. that's nice <laughs> texas that's OU you games you'll be ready to go Just set up already man.
0: <laughs> all right really. rod uh, thank also jerry hamilton who joined us our producer matt, matt Hutchison as well uh jerry rod thank you
1: thank you Rod. Uh, good luck Appreciate tomorrow
0: 230 kick i'll have the saturday conversation at 8 a.m with paul wadlington and then jerry and i are going to be back with a live stream pre-game just to update you on any news and notes before the kick. Uh, we'll be on around 10 a.m. tomorrow, and then we'll have the watch with us with Aaron oh, yeah. Hogan, uh, Jerry, Rod, myself. Uh, Ian Boyd will be in, in that, and then Rod, me, and I don't know if Andrew – Drew Kelson's going to the game. He's so I don't again. know if he's going to be able to be on with us, so Jerry will probably pop on for uh, post-game with us. All right, for Rod and Jerry, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching. Hook them. Hook them.